Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to this week's episode of the My Love of Golf podcast. Thanks for tuning in wherever you are tuning into from Australia or around the world. We appreciate you and uh, all of the support that you continue to give us. We've got a big show coming up. We're going to recap some of last week's golf events, and we're going to announce the winner of the uh, giveaway that we had for the Paradigm backpack so we're going to draw that live on the show magic mike is here to come in he's got all of the data lake prepared and all of the reminders to uh do your tipping uh, more about that in a minute but here he comes here's magic mike Magic Mike Caridi, welcome back to the My Love of Golf podcast for another episode, another one down, another one bites the dust. Uh, well, it hasn't bitten the dust yet, but um, it will be in about, well, anywhere between 35 to an hour and 35. <laughs> Who knows how long it's going to yes. take. Uh, how are you? You well? I'm good. It's funny though, when you play the intro music, I can't hear it through my headphones anymore, but my brain is playing it. And I'm sort of bopping along to it without being able to hear it. And it was funny because my brain nearly has it down pat. I reckon I was on like, I finished about three seconds early in my brain than the music must have finished because you started talking. So you've got the timing, the the timing, uh, oh, like a there. metronome in your head. Da, 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 da. Oh, there you go. Um, the, the actual uh, producer of that um, piece of music that's been with us now for near on four years, 230 episodes nearly. Uh, just moved. He was uh, lived around the corner. He was a neighbour and um, just moved away. There you go. Um, and and is currently touring with James Rain all around the country. So if you go and see James Rain and you see one of Australia's greatest guitarists, Brett Kingman, uh, sort of round face, bald hair. If you're a James Rain fan, if you're like me, um, that's the, and you just a little bit of uh, tidbit of information. That is the producer of the, our podcast music. Brett Kingman, uh, how are you? Not a golfer, but an awesome guitarist. Uh, there you go. And if you're into guitaring, um, I'm sure there are will be some golfers who are into guitaring, and you want to um, see some great reviews for pedals. Um, so it's like golf equipment reviews, but Burger, mm -hmm. is, I think it's Burger's pedal reviews or something like that. Brett Kingman on YouTube, um, quite massive on YouTube, does all the people send him uh, guitar pedals, and he sits there and used to keep half of um, the suburb of Mount Eliza uh, in tune with his guitar riffs on a Saturday afternoon while he did his um, pedal reviews. There you go, Brett sure Kimmon. Uh, Mike, what have we got to talk about today? What is, what is the rundown? Are we going to hit the PGA Tour first? I don't know anything about it because I'm yeah. I was in a haze of post New South Wales, New Wales, South Wales Open, fresh country New South Wales air, or oh, just affected me and I, I and i worked on sunday so i was just a blur yeah I, I yeah look i think most people probably want to hear a little bit about the valspar but probably more than anything the people that did were reasonably well in their tipping this week yeah we can start there uh it was uh, a was the tipping on this week as well Tapes well, was on, was it? For many people, there was. Not for you. Oh, well, um, and a, even though I put a tip in, it didn't really help me because my guy got nothing. What a dodo. Like, absolute, I know everyone forgets, but like, you know, you and I can't forget. Like, it's just, we cannot, like, I should I should not expect so much of myself, but uh, what a dodo. When I realised that uh, I, I was so annoyed with myself. Anyway, sorry, let's go back to the PJ Tour. 
I am Denard across three players, and, and the one I wasn't going to pick was Justin Rose, and the other two were Hadwin and Tommy Fleetwood, and I went with Hadwin, and he missed a cut, and Fleetwood finished third, so that was very disappointing. Mm. Um, yeah, look, it was a it was a funny. I know I say that most every other week, but it was a funny event because I think the the two class players that were there this week were Thomas and Jordan Spieth. And I said that I didn't think either of them would win, and I was, I was right. Neither of them did win, but Jordan Spieth did come very close. Um, he was a very, very odd round. He rinsed one on, I think it was 16 or 17, and um, didn't just make the water. I mean, it was well out in the middle of the dam. Um, sort of to put himself a little bit out of it. Um, he, he was playing okay golf. He's still not really... Sort of has flashes of Jordan Spieth, but yeah, the parts of him that you always think about it that are great have gone missing. I always think of Jordan Spieth as like literally one of the best putters ever. And the last, you know, probably two years, I think he's forgotten how to putt. Happens. But happens. Uh, no, it does happens. Happen. Um, but the winner was Taylor Moore, and no one had Taylor Moore in the tipping, I can promise you that. And and he won because he was last man standing. At the end of the day, uh, he was the man in the clubhouse. He shot an exceptional four under final round um to pinch it from um, adam shank and well jordan spieth tommy fleetwood was also up there at the end of the day but he sort of faltered quite late as well i think it was probably one that um people were happy to see him win i know one of the tool junkies boys pat actually picked taylor moore to go well this week but yeah i don't know that many many others did um but it, it sort of made it a bit of a it sort of settled itself down into one of the non-designated events i think um it, it had probably more star power than say the Honda, but again, it wasn't really one that I think people were dying to watch. The Probably the best part about it was the finish. You know, when you had Jordan Spieth at the top, putting one in the water and putting himself out of contention, then um, Adam Schenk sort of flipping his club over and having to hit one upside down with left-handed uh, from up against a tree. Those sort of things probably kept people tuned in. But um, yeah, I don't think uh, anyone sat down and watched the replay if they didn't watch it live. Uh, if you had to put a bet on, how long would you say that it's going to take Tommy Fleetwood to win on the PGA Tour? I think the number's up to about 110 or 120 starts. Um, to be honest, the reason why I went Hadwin instead of Fleetwood is is probably for that reason. He just seems to be a non-winner on, on the PGA Tour. Um, I can see him winning, but I would say it won't. Here we go. Record the press record now because this will be something you'll play back to me when he wins the Masters in a few weeks. Um, I can't see him winning a big event. I can see him pinching a um, one of these, whatever they call non-designated events. Um, yeah, where it's a bit lighter in talent and um, yeah, maybe somewhere, maybe somewhere in Florida. Still not sure. More proof that golf is very hard. <laughs> it's very. He's a very, not saying he's not a great player. No, he's he's, he's a, a very good player. Uh, he just can't tie it together. And it's very, very hard to win on the PGA Tour. Um, in the tipping, though, we did have a lot of people, a lot of people get get some reasonable dollars this week. The best ones had had the T3 finish of either Spieth or Fleetwood. Uh, I'm not going to tell you who they picked, but I can tell you that they got 400 and, we'll call 478,000 into the kitty. And that was Frankie, Boyley, CRC, Triple Zero, Shenry, Three Wood Pete, Lewis H, Lingy, Chi Chi, Level F Neb, Rocket, Rocket, Justin Bissica, Mitchell Lloyd, nearly said it again. No, it is Michael, isn't it? <laughs> I did it the wrong way around again. There you go. Sorry, Michael. Oh, dear. It's only because my name's Michael. Yeah. And when I see the no A, it throws me to Mitchell. Sorry, my apologies again. Um, 
Sam Wisnar, three. Oh no, sorry. Sam Wisnar and three putter die. They had same Sam Burns who finished sixth. Um, so there you go. They they did pretty well. Only um, for, only four hundred thousand. Oh, it's not a shot in like four and a half million that I got the week before. So I could probably afford it. How's the difference? How's it? How's the difference in that? You finished third this week. You get not even five hundred grand. Um, but to the top five, you are still there. So don't. Don't don't fear. You're still in the top five. The golfing tattooist is after you, though. The golfing tattooist is a lazy, what's that, twelve, thirteen hundred dollars behind you. Oh dear. So you're at seven, just over seven million, nearly seven point one. Uh, Trout one oh nine, seven point two. Scott Warren from um, I won't say our rival podcast. Australian golf, um, Australian Australian golf passport, golf. Uh, golf podcast passport. Australian yes. golf pod, Australian golf passport podcast. Has their PK episode come out yet? No. No? No. They've got a PK episode coming up, I think. Oh, they haven't asked me to be on it. I was going to say, you're coming in for special comments. They probably don't want you on. They, they won't shut you up for three or four hours. Um, Scott Warren in third. Lewis H8350. It's 8.35 million. And our leader is still Sean D. Knocking on the door of 10 million. He's at 9 point, we'll call it 9.8 million. Uh, Rocket is has come up a little bit. He he obviously had um, that third place last week, so he's up to thirty first. He's pipped me. Uh, he's at three point five. I'm at three point three in thirty third position. So um, yeah, we are definitely not fighting for the lead at all. But there's a long way to go. Long way to go. Uh, well, um, if I scan, I didn't. As I said, I was in a haze of um, work and then post New South Wales Fresh Air Stupa. Uh, but you, you run your eyes down that uh, list there. There's a couple of results there that I sort of had a loose bit of attention on, but um, there's a couple that stand out. Top 10, to equal equal top 10, uh, Z Blair. I love it. I love it when Zach Blair just, uh, you know, turning up for a little yeah. PGA Tour action uh, after just opening his own personal design and built golf course. Um, <laughs> Uh, just just comes in with a little, little minus three action and picks up, you know, we well, probably pick up a few hundred thousand bucks, yeah. Uh yeah. What was it? What's it called? The tree farm. Uh, tree, the farm. tree farm. Yeah. 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 Um, no, it is interesting. I mean, he's playing on a on a medical uh, major medical exemption. So for people that don't know, I think he had a major shoulder reconstruction. So uh, he spent his spare time doing what all of us do, uh, and went and found a, a beautiful piece of land in I think it's in South Carolina, uh, or it's down that way anyway. Um. And he's gone and built a golf course down there. So he's finished his golf course. I think it's either opened or not far away. And um, yeah, he just thought he'd go and, you know, he still gets exemptions in for a little bit longer. And he, he would need to make X amount of dollars to retain his card. And yeah, it's a great result to do to um to get on the way to doing it. A little bit of Australian influence on the tree farm. Um, fellow former guest of the podcast, Steve Britton, yes. has had provided a little bit of um, consultative um, input into uh, Zach Blair's development. And uh, another guest of the podcast, Nick Nick Mills from Sandbilt Studios, um, was very influential. The Party Panther. Yeah, the Party Panther. Um, I said, we blown his cover there as a Party Panther. I think that was <laughs> I, I think that was secret. Uh, I think yeah, <laughs> you can blame me for that. Sorry, um, <laughs> sorry, Mills. <laughs> Uh, he provided a lot of the um, sketches and the design, sort of elevation sketches, the, the yeah. artworks for um, um, for Zach. Unbelievably talented. Yeah, um, he is. Unbelievably talented. Funnily enough, and I know we'll get to the New South Wales Open, but um, uh, I was up there last week and um, come the Pro-Am day, <laughs> there he is, Millsy, ready to go. Um, he was on the, on the bag, wasn't he? 
No, no, he was playing, and he because Nick's was been he? yeah. If anyone saw uh, any of the work from uh, Play Today in the Metaverse, uh, Millsy's been behind the scenes doing all the uh, ah, a lot, of the, a lot cool. of the design implementation. So he'd been unbeknownst to me until about two weeks ago, working with uh, the whole team on uh, implementing the Play Today. Uh, Metaverse, nice. And uh, Clive invited him for a spot in the program, and he went up there and got paired with Matt Goggin. So he was pretty. I happy. was going to say, he I thought happy. he, I thought he was. Um, I just don't know why. When I saw him post post the um the pictures with uh, Matty Goggin, I thought he must have been up there caddying for the week or something. No, no. So, he, he, but he literally he got home and uh, from Japan. He was at the Japan Golf Show. Uh, went home, had a sleep, woke up at about three a.m. and then just jumped in the car and drove up to. Uh, uh, Moama, as you do. As and you do. As you do. <laughs> I said, mate, when did you get here last night? He said, no, I just got here now. Yeah, anyway, sorry, let's <laughs> go back. We'll come back to the New South Wales Open. Yes. Um, but no, good to see him there. Another one not far down from him is Cameron Percy. Yeah, fantastic. Cameron Percy's um, one I think that will go very, very well this week at the uh, Corrales, which will have a very brief overview in a minute. So, uh, yeah, it's good to see him playing well. And uh, T16, Rocket's favourite. The other Rory. The Slovenian. The... The real Is Rory, the, the other Rory. Bronze yes. medalist or silver medalist? Silver medalist. So I'm getting that wrong, Rocket. I really apologise. I, I don't think, really know what he won. I think he was a bronze medalist. Did I tell you they were talking? There was a thing that the the Friday podcast the other week, and they were talking about Rory, this Rory, not the Rory, um, and someone had noted that he played in the World Junior Golf Championships, and they said, do you know what country he was playing for? And I thought, oh, in my head as they're talking, I thought, oh, what's, it's going to be South Africa because he's South African, even though at some point he held, I think, US citizenship before he chimed off to um, Serbia. Oh, no, sorry. Um, Slovenia. <laughs> Slovenia. What, where do you think he was? Where do you think, what country do you think he was representing? Uh, I think I remember hearing about this or reading it or listening to it, but I can't remember. <laughs> it was Argentina. Argentina, naturally. <laughs> so it's like, and they were like, what is what is wrong with his bike? <laughs> like, what is going on there? Just, like, a, if a man doesn't have one country, if a man has six countries, does he have any country at all? That's what I want to know. Man of the world, just collecting, man of the people, collecting passports and um, postcards. <laughs> the, the more stuff that he does like this, the more I actually I grow fonder of him. The more I see him wearing those ridiculous hats and the and the very very loud golf shirts, I actually think you know what, you're a character. I can deal with you, even though I think you're a peanut. But pretty sure he's, that's been his stick forever. Yeah. Like, uh, oh, that yeah. famous um, <laughs> proper white tailor-made cowboy hat photo that floats around is probably one of my favourite outfits in golf, which I will tweet for anyone that hasn't seen it, which I'm sure you have. Uh, well, there you go. We can tweet that. I'm sure. I'm sure that if there's ever a golf fancy dress, that'd be a good idea. We could go as our favourite golfers. That, that <laughs> that's a fair chance to be on your rotation. That'd be. That'd be really good. I mean, no one would only only like me, you, and Rocket would turn up, and I don't know anyone else would know what we're talking about. I'd have to go to my mate Brett Ogle and borrow one of his hats. You know, he ref- oh, but- Brett Ogle refuses to wear like a a hat, like a a Pete hat. He he um obviously he's had been damaged by sun. Um, so but he's obviously he just loves. He's that used to wearing that broad brimmed round hat, and yeah, all, yeah. all of his drum and golf hats are all that type of hat, and he just loves it, and he. He legitimately feels somewhat naked without having that type of hat on. Oh, there you go. The um, if you were going to go to a party dressed as as any golfer, who would you go as? That's a good question. I think uh, it's I would 
I would be very boring. And I'm not sure that actually I could pull this off because I would have to wear a wig, um, which probably means that I'd have to. <laughs> if that, that's ninety percent of the golfers that I choose to yeah, go, say, I'd yeah. have to wear a wig. Yeah, was Stuart Sink. <laughs> I'd go with Stuart Sink and literally get a hat and spray paint all the back of my head so it was really dark, and then take the hat off and walk around like that. Oh dear, Stuart Sink, uh, and I could go as Jim Fury. No, I couldn't go as Jim Fury. Um, no, I don't know. Um, I'd go as, as um, Tom Watson. Would you? Uh, I, Rocket would go as the shark, guaranteed. I think I'd go as – you need to find someone that stands out. And the first one that comes to mind is Payne Stewart um, mm. in the full kit. But if I wasn't going to go as him, um, don't know. Don't know. No, I might go Maybe as, John Daly? John Daly. I might go as Doug Sanders. He was fair. He was – He's a stylish, stylish dresser. High pants, yeah. thin waisted high pants. You know, the yeah. pockets at the front there. Brown. He, 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 and if we take the mick out of uh, Adam Scott for being beige on beige on bone on brown, um, yeah. well, Doug Sanders was the original. He was, he was a colourful, colourful monotone, monoblock colour man. He was a guy that missed Mono. the, missed the, I'm pretty sure he missed the putt at the open, like, like scribbled it, like dribbled it past, you know, like mm. massive yip. On the yep. 18th green at the St Andrews to to lose it. Um, no laying up, no laying up. Guys call Adam Scott the Tanimal. Yeah, that was very funny. I do like that. Um, uh, check out the latest issue of um, Australian Golf Digest, which goes on sale, I think, in two days' time. And when you see that cover, Mike, uh, you I did not saw it. Saw the cover? Well, I knew as soon as I saw it, I knew because you told me that I had it. Very much didn't tell anyone. I was there. I've got. I was there. I'm not sure if they're going to use any of the video that um, myself and my colleague uh, captured, uh, but I was there and videoed the whole uh, interview with um, Adam and the uh, Golf Digest, Australian Golf Digest team, and it was fant- It was fascinating. Um, we might talk about that. We might get the magazine first and then talk about it. Um, but yeah, that's. Uh, uh, is it out? Is it out? Digitally? No. I'm just thinking that I just got the email the other day saying one of them, but I might have been mixing up with March because I haven't brain hasn't caught up yet. Well, Golf Australia magazine they went early. They were out sort of earlier with um, you know, celebrating Adam Scott's ten tenth anniversary. But it was fascinating. Uh, I might try and see if we can get um, one of the golf I just Adam fell. Scott on. Oh yeah, it's, uh, no. <laughs> um, that was that was anyway. It was an interesting day. We'll, we'll more about that next week. I'll get the magazine mm. in my hands and then we'll we'll, we'll talk about it next week. Um, yep. Yeah. Okay. PJ Tour. PJ um, Tour. That's Harrison, it. Harrison Endicott. Uh, I can't choose Harrison because I've already chosen him in Teepster, but uh, he made the cut. Well done, Harrison. Yes. Well done. Um, this week, before we quickly move on, this week is the there's two events. There's the match play, and then there's the Corrales. Um, can can I say it? The Corrales Punta Cana. Corrales Punta Cana. Corrales. That's um, the A squad and the B squad. For anybody listening, we're doing a, another competition. Uh, Ooh, for um, anyone needs to go to the Twitter, uh, MLog Twitter or the MLog Instagram account was posted today. Uh, I'll repost it again. You use the link there to flick through. It's a bracket challenge. Any of you college hoops fans are in very much March Madness uh, bracket world at the moment. So this is the golf version. Basically, you've got all the players there listed from uh, one to whatever it is, 64. 
Um, they're all in their brackets. You just need to pick who's going to win each bracket. It's like doing your finals, uh, AFL finals or any of your sporting events. You pick the winner of that group and it, that, that goes through a bit like your tennis. And then you work it all the way through to the final, but you've got to put it all in before the event starts. Which is, when, which, is, which is when? Just so I can program it into my P brain yeah, well, here. You're going to have to do it tonight because you're not going to get a chance to do it tomorrow. Mm-hmm. The event starts early this week. So PK, make sure you put a, remi- a reminder out for everyone that's not, not catching up. So normally for us in Australia, the event starts, the, the golf starts on say a midnight or you know Thursday night, Friday morning. This week it's the day before. So it's Wednesday night, Thursday morning. We might have to get PK on to help co-host some, at some stage. He su- does such a great service to this podcast. and he he's, does. A, he's an absolute champion for um, – basically, if, if you want a reminder uh, on when to put your tips in, he, yes. he will put you into the uh, WhatsApp group and send out the reminders of um, putting your tips in. All you got to do is, is message uh, PK, uh, and if you follow this podcast on Instagram – Is it a WhatsApp group? I'm pretty sure he said. I was going to do it. I saw. I saw he's going to. I saw he's going to message people. Yeah, that's um, good. Yes, yeah, so he he said, uh, "Send me your phone number, and I'll put you in a WhatsApp group, and you'll get reminded to put your tips." I in. don't trust PK. I'll be getting phone calls from you know the Middle East trying to sell me and telling me there's money somewhere in Africa waiting for me by the end of the day. I don't no, trust him with my phone number no, at all. No, no, no. He's honest. Uh, you know, over 35s uh, football player and a bit of golf and a bit of PGA tour and just. Uh, you know, just uh, turning up for work every day and, and probably sitting there spending too much time on the computer watching golf r- rather than doing his work, um, pretty it. much like most of us. So everybody, get your tips in. If you don't have the time or you just want to throw caution to the wind, you can actually just pick auto pick and it'll do it all for you. So you log in and do that. Whoever wins, um, anyone in Australia, if you win, uh, I'll send you some cheese for Easter. I'll send it out um, from from uh, Woolworths. And if you are overseas, I will send you some sort of little care package with some, maybe a cheese um, knife and a board because I'm not sending cheese overseas. That's way too hard. Do you reckon you get, um, a, you reckon you get a cheese knife through the post? Yeah, in yeah, a package. Okay. No worries, okay. in a box, 100%. Okay. I've got a Lagolin knife here ready to go. <laughs> How do you say it? A Lagolin. I'm only going off that day when we looked it up. Lagolin. Lagolin. Um, so, yes, please put them in. Um is that is that a way of appe- you know not appeasing me but you know you know you know what this week is it's the, our anniversary which we're not doing what anniversary it's the anniversary of the cheese cheese week for festival at oh Barnbugle Barnbugle. yeah it's, it's, I might go down in a couple of weeks we I haven't mean, this is the week so I had the Rotary Club Frankston charity day on a Monday it was a great week last year the year before um had the Rotary Club Frankston Charity Day on Monday. Where's that? Is that an RM? Rotary Club Frankston Charity Day. No, yeah. it's sort of one of the struggling clubs in Frankston, Peninsula Kingswood. There's a road. Oh, yeah, of course it is. Of course it is. As if they venture all the way up to Royal Melbourne. Well, they want to make some money, so they fill it up with whales and they... I even bought a... You know what? I even bought something at the Charity Day, which is very un, unlike Terry Tight backside me um i bought a three months gym membership mike i walked out how I much walked, did you use i walked out of a peninsula <laughs> no i've got a membership I mean, you got a, I got got a, a gym in a pool there and i bought a gym membership i'm really trying hard to get back in shape i told you it's april april's the there, there's the only one thing i regret not buying at a, at a golf charity day what's that i'm trying to think of it i think 
it wasn't an it wasn't Aquanita racing. It was some sort of charity day, and um, was it I wasn't drunk golf. I can't remember what it was. Anyway, they did an auction, and there was a framed golf flag signed, and I was like, oh, I really would like that. But it was going to be like I think the bid was about twelve hundred. And I'm like, oh, I don't know if I want to spend $1,200 and this and that. And I got passed in at $1,500. And then they were umming and ahhing whether they were going to let the person buy it for two grand, And they didn't. Oh, the person wouldn't wouldn't pay it for it for two grand. Right now, if someone said it's two grand, I'd, I'd hand over the cash before they finish the sentence. It was a master's flag signed by every winner from like 1950 through to, I don't know, 2010. What? Tiger, it was... It was Palmer, nickel, everything. It was unbelievable. And, and it was legitimate. It was and, 100% legitimate. And you missed it. I just, it was well enough ago that, I mean, it's not exactly like that's a small amount of money, but it was like, well, that's a lot of money. But geez, I really like that. So, yeah, that's the only thing I ever regret not buying it one of those days. I got double teamed, actually. I, I say I bought uh, this gym membership. I sort of got double teamed into it. You know what? You know, if you've been caught like by uh, one of these. Rotary Club shenanigans um, just to extract more cash. Uh, very good play, actually. Very clever. Oh, I can already tell it. Very <laughs> good play. It was the first auction of the day. And, you know, I'm, I get invited by um, Jess and Sarah Hosking's father, um, Mark Hosking, who's a member, also does some accounting work. He's got a big county practice and very big supporter of Rotary. Down there takes a team. We've been playing with the same team, albeit um, Jess was in Bali, so Jess couldn't play this year. But Another uh, young lady that we play for, fantastic day. Um, I only get brought in to make putts and hit bombs, and either of which I did. Um, it was terrible. I was very bad, very poor. Uh, so the first bid came along. It's a core gym, uh, three-month membership, platinum membership. You get access to the sauna and the steam room and the altitude room and the weights room and the running room and the rowing room and the salt bathroom, whatever room they've got, you get access. I thought, oh... You know, it's on the way to and from when I go. I'll, I'll probably got a chance of doing that because I, I won one of those things at the same place several years ago. So I had this good vibe about that gym because that's where it got my fitness thing kicked off years ago. And uh, but I thought, oh, no, I'll just be a bit conservative. Spent I spent my this week's pocket money that Mrs. My Love of Golf Allowance hands over to me every Sunday night. And um, two hundred bucks. Yep, I'll start you off two hundred bucks. Big. Big Roscoe comes in with a 200. Yeah. Yep. I'm in. Oh, it's worth 590. Um, can I hit two, 220? Oh, 250. And then the other bloke goes, 300. Oh, I thought, no, nah, I'm waving. I'm out. Out. No, nah, that's it. I'm done. Let him have it. I thought I'd done my job. 300, yep. gone. No, three, yeah, went for 300, gone. He said, good, where's our underbidder again? Where's our underbidder? Oh, good news for you. We've got two of them. So I'll write you up for the second one. Thanks very much. <laughs> yeah, no worries. I've seen that before. Yeah, it's good. And you, you can't say no. no. You, you, you are done. You are in. <laughs> no, no. I'm, yeah, I was just a silent bidder. No, no, of course not. No, I'm wrapped. I'll take you on the journey. You get you down there to the salt bath in the, in the um, Pilates room. I don't even know what a Pilates reformer is. Uh, I do. Yeah, not because okay. I've used one, but... Um, my neighbour has one. Okay. Where's by it? Good. I'll give it a go. All um, right. What's next? Well, very quickly for the... Oh, the, Corrales Punta Cana. Like, no, well, the, the um, Dell match play. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm going to... I've already put my 
bracket together. And I think that I think the guys that are going to go well this week, again, there's no data like this week. It's just if they play well here, they do. It's a lottery. Uh, I think Minwell will have a good week this week. I think Max Homer will have a good week. Um, I wouldn't be shocked to see Ryan Fox go deep. And then outside of that, I think the favourites, um, Scheffler and Rahm, obviously will be right up there. But yeah, they're the guys I'll be working around this week. Um, maybe even our boy Moronk, he's there. He might have a good week too. Might be someone who might go um, go okay. Hovland, Jay Day, guys like that are the ones I think will go through and go reasonably deep. Um, Corrales, oh, gee, it's a it's a funny old um, funny old event this week. Corrales, I think a lot of people will be looking at Joel Damon. He's probably the the biggest name there. Uh, Wyndham Clark, Thomas Detry, uh, Taylor Pendrith, Matt Wallace, who had a very good week with his caddy. Did you see that? No, what happened with Matt Wallace? He's an angry man. Well, that's it. Yeah. Well, he took a little bit out on his caddy, uh, caddy this week. His French caddy cop gave him a, a bit of a spray um, after trying. I think he was telling him to take a drop on the, drop on the caddy path or uh, cart path, um, and it went all through social media over the over the weekend. Um, him giving him a little bit of a backhander. Um, what did he, Bart- What did he do? Oh, I was just basically having it having a dip at the caddy. You couldn't hear it, so they didn't have the sound. Or if they did, they took it out by the time they posted it on social media. But yeah, he's basically just saying you're an idiot in a less polite way to his caddy. Don't call for. Uh, yeah, well, got to take it out on someone. Um, it's not never his fault. Uh, ben Martin will probably be a little bit popular this week. Nikolai Hoygaard's there. Uh, Eric Van Royen, Emiliano Rio. Uh, Adam who Long. Was, who was that again? Emiliano Grillo. Okay. Why? Did I, did I muck it up? No, no. I just, just no. wanted to hear you say it again. It's sort of... Just quite, assuming that I got it wrong. It's quite nice. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, yeah, it's a bit of a hodgepodge of players. Again, we're not going to go deep into this. The guys that I'll be probably looking at will be... Um, one I mentioned before. Um, an Aussie. I think he's going to go pretty well this week. Cameron Percy. Cameron Percy is probably my pick there. Um, Joel Damon, you can't go... I won't say you can't go against, but geez, he's not playing well. But it's not exactly a strong field. Ben Martin's been playing well. Um, yeah, I wouldn't be sort of going too crazy here because it will be a lottery. Ben Martin? Um, what's the story on Ben Martin? What's the story? Yeah. Uh, the story is... The numbers tell me he finished second and ninth here in his last two starts at Corrales. He had a fifth four weeks ago on the PJ Tour, and that to me says he's probably going better than the majority of the guys in the field. Okay. Yeah. It's well, literally a game of numbers. So a teepster is only uh, Corrales Punta Cana? Nope, it's both. It's both. Both. you got to put in two picks this week, so don't forget. Okay, cool. All right. Good luck to um, all of the players. Good luck to Clan Percy. Yes. Okay. Um. So, your your turn. Tell me, New South Wales. New South Wales Open. Well, play today. Play today. New South Wales Open. Uh, first ever live streaming of uh, golf content into the metaverse. If you don't know what the metaverse is, you can go on to www.playtoday.cc and you can still check out the metaverse. It's there. I think there might be some of the golf. Still streaming, but uh, yeah, Clive Mayhew is uh, absolute phenomenal. I mentioned Clive's name last week, and his team at uh, the Play Today team put this uh, virtual metaverse world together, and 
by all accounts, it was very, very well received. You know, some of the suppliers obviously partnered with Drummer Golf in the Drummer Golf Innovation Centre. And, um, you know, in terms of interactivity, um, it's really good. And to go in there and to be able to watch a stream and then play around with some of the AI and AR uh, technology that's built in there, it's, you know, it's more than just sitting down watching a screen. Um, so it was great, very well received. I think thousands upon thousands of people uh, tuned in. They probably tuned into the live stream of Mac Boucher uh, playing and being mic'd up for both days. Uh, he didn't make the cut, but he wasn't confident in his ability to perform against the pros, and he did an amazing job of holding his you know, own. Um, he had two over the first day, three over the second day, when there were a number of people behind him, and he really, you know, made he made a good fist of what he got brought out to do and that was to make golf fun he was being spoken to by uh, Sammy Hargraves in his ear as he was hitting shots and um, you know he's hitting balls off the deck you know drivers off the deck he he can't hit a straight ball he hits bigger curves than Bubba Watson and uh, he had a lot of fun so he helped put uh, that on the map and um, it was the first for the sports entertainment network who broadcast it and then Sammy uh, Hargraves broadcast the event on KO and Foxtel over the uh, Saturday, Sunday, um, and does does a great job. Man, passionate golf fan, sports um, does a lot of broadcasting of all sports, but uh, he did did a great job. But really, the the big news is is Dave Michaluzzi, and you know he is a he is turned into the talent that we all knew that he was several years ago when he was world number one ranked amateur golfer. We've not had Dave on the podcast. He's a PK member. I've seen him down there all the time, but you know, everyone else can ask Dave. You can go and listen to all the other podcasts with Dave Michaluzzi. Um, and you're probably not going to hear him here in the near future because he's pretty, he'll be pretty busy getting his bags packed to wherever he's going to head off and play and try and maybe do corn ferry qualifyings and final stages or whatever. He'll have the open in July, which he's, you know, signed his ticket for. And of course he's unassailable in the lead that he's got on the uh, order of merit. So he's got his DP world tour card locked in. Uh, it's all systems go for Dave Michaluzzi and he really is a special, special golfer. And um, I expect big things. I think he'll he'll win on a major tour in the next two years. Um, I I don't know Cade McBride. I met Cade, Cade McBride, who finished at 18 under uh, at the Vic Open. We had a chat about you know he was quite interested in the full swing kit, and but he was very track man oriented and had a look at both numbers. Uh, Cade was leading, played really really well, except on the last hole um, where. I don't, I don't know what it was, but was, you can only have to put it down to inexperience and nerves, but to um, double bogey the last and let Dave Michaluzzi just surpa- surpass you. Yeah, it it was really a tee shot. The yeah. tee shot um, that went left into the tree line um, was probably the, the downfall, and that's that 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 was the first error. Um, I know he complained, not knowing that he was leading um, post the tournament, didn't think there was enough scoreboards around that would sort of give him enough of a, an idea that he probably didn't need to even hit drive, which he probably didn't need to do um, on the last because the doubles meant or par was going to get him in a playoff at the end of the day on the par five. Um, so he was left in the tree line and our boy Tom Powerhorn wasn't far behind him 
on the same tree line. Tom Tommy hit a, a big hook that ended up in the drink, and I think that probably shook up Cade a little bit, and he aimed a little bit further left and ended up um, laying up, and then he hit his next shot in, which really wasn't far from being perfect. But, um, yeah, he probably came up two feet short in the pot, and then from the pot he could not get up and down, and that meant that it was bogey and um, well, it was double in the end, and that was it. Yeah, so he was one it. one into the trees, two out, three into the bunker, four over the back, five yep. on, two putts. Yep. Yeah. He gave he gave the he gave the par putt a proper crack. Yeah. Oh, so Sorry. I, yeah. I, I missed the drive. I didn't see where he hit the drive from. I was at work and I was probably fitting someone for a new paradigm. Um but uh yeah, I saw the bunker over the back and then the subsequent mm. and then I saw Tommy uh his putt for uh, par, which he rammed a little bit past and then got his bogey back. So did, yeah. was, was was Tommy in the drink off the tee? Tommy second shot. So he went for the green in two from the left side of the fairway. Yep. Um, not Like he would have been, I'm going to had five, ten metres back from Arcade. And yeah, he, he tried to um, hit a big draw around the tree line up onto the green. And ended up in that ward on the left, short left. Yeah, it can get you. I, I hit it down there. I've got a video that um, we made with, um, yeah, I've got a video. And uh, I hit it down there. I hit a you wood down there. And I, th- I thought that was plenty of room. And it was actually quite close to the water. Hmm. Um, it looked like the camber of the fairway was pro- kind of pulling it in that direction. It was well. very dry. It was like, yeah. it was like hard and dry, um, the runoff area. Yeah. So if you miss right, there was a funnel um, where the water had, had run yep. down water course basically hard uh grass down into the water so that was just scooting down there and then left it was in there so it, was, it wasn't a tough hole but it was if you were going to go for it and you didn't hit the perfect shot through those bunkers that you saw in the uh, drone shots uh yep. yeah you would end up in the kaka um yeah, yeah. I, think, I, I think i think um tommy wasn't going to win but i think he probably was a bit flat that he didn't finish top top three or even second uh, Kay was definitely playing. I think I think if he had his time over, he would have gone, you know, four iron, seven iron wedge um, rather than driver into the tree line and then, yeah, yeah, lay up. Um, because, yeah, like I said, par, par would have won it. Oh, par, no, par would have got the playoff. Hmm. Yeah. But- and so, yeah, Mika was in the um, back of green just waiting and, um, yeah, was probably getting ready to go to a playoff, to be honest. And then um, didn't have to do it. Based on current form and the way that he's performed, and I've said this to a couple of people, you know, if you're a young uh, and not tournament sort of pointy end of the tournament hardened or experienced player, um, you would not want Dave Michalusi five back or four back at the start of the day. You know, he's, yeah. you know, you know, if you're going to have a bet on something, you're pretty much guaranteed that Mick is going to hunt you down. Yeah, no, I agree. And did you want to? Did you want to make a formal apology or just have you sent him a formal apology or just something written? Who? Text message? John Lyris? Poor John. Oh, dear. <laughs> not only did you do what you're not supposed to do and tweet about giving good good luck to the bloke, you know who my one bet for the week was? John Lyris. We talked John him Lyris. Well, we talked him up last week. We talked <laughs> him up last Tuesday night or Wednesday. Poor John. Poor John shoots one over, same as Cade in the final round. Only two players, I think, in the top 20 that shot over par. <laughs> it wasn't my fault. Uh, <laughs> Never tweet. They're the rules. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't see it. He doesn't know. He no, doesn't I don't. Uh, he, no, I know. Um, um, 
Look, he played, look, he played really well after, oh, I, after, he, after he, I spoke to him and interviewed him. He played really well. He had a round of, he had a smile from ear to ear. No, he's he's going to be someone to watch in two Def- weeks' time down at the national for sure. One hundred percent. And uh, I bumped into John on the um, Tuesday afternoon. Saw him when I was just sort of flying the drone around and doing whatever, and said, "G'day, John." And then we did the play today interview and. I followed us on Instagram, so I thought I may as well tweet that there's some positive juju there. And Sorry, John. My apologies. The other one to watch before I forget, and I've followed this person since his near miss at Moona, and then he had another near miss up at uh, the Hunter. And I'm going to hope that I've got his surname right. I'm always guessing how I'm pronouncing it, but that's Lincoln Ty. Yep. He, he has a really good habit of shooting really low. When he needs to, I mean, he was eight under the final round here to get a T three, but he has habits of just firing real, real deep rounds, and I've got a funny feeling he might go pretty well down at the national as well. So he'll be one that I'll be watching. Um, I'm assuming Mick is going to be there, but he won't be someone I'll be investing in. But we'll talk a bit about it next week before the event. But I think Lincoln, Tommy Powerhorn, and uh, John Lyris will be the guys I'll be watching. Maybe uh, Peter Wilson. Peter Wilson after his good form the last couple of weeks. A lot to uh, a lot to play for for Tommy Powerhorn. I'm, I wonder if Mika will go because Tommy, if you listen to that little uh, interview that I played with Tommy, uh, he did say that if he played well, if he finished strong and got enough points, that he he would might maybe skip Mooner. Um, I wonder if Mika, well, he's, might, Mika might he's do that. He's third. Mika's done. He's home. Yeah, no, Mika's done. He's, he's 1,400 points. Um, Brendan Jones in second, 861. Tommy Powerhorn's got Andrew Martin breathing down his neck. They're at 685 and 661. Um, I've got a funny feeling. I don't remember how much the winner was. Was it 100 and something points for the winner? For a win? 140, I think it was. Yeah. 70, 70 for Tom. Uh, I don't know what the others got. I don't think Brendan Jones will play at... Uh, Mooner, Mooner. Be, because I think he he was after the order of merit to get the open starts. Yeah, um, which he can't get now. Yeah, so I actually interviewed Brendan. I uh, had a great interview with, uh, I was very brief, but Brendan, Brad Kennedy, and uh, Michael Hendry. And uh, they play together all the time up there in Japan. And yep. uh, they were wondering why they paired them together. But, uh, yeah, um, Brendan said that pretty much he was there. He wasn't really interested in the DP World Tour card. He probably would pass it up, but um, he was more about the open starts. That's what he's after. Yep. So, yeah, Tommy's got it all to play for. Our boy Tommy. He does. Yeah, he's a good fella. He's a good kid. He was playing so well on the on the first two days and just he made a few birdies on the second two days, but just yep. just made probably a few just, too many, obviously a few just, too many bogeys. He had, the last two times I've seen him finish up, uh, might have been Hunter, definitely here. They didn't play in the he open. just has a look on his face where he's like, he's got, it's like, that, yeah, that wasn't quite the finish I wanted. It yeah. was a week, was last week where they were in the par three finish. Um, oh, it was NZ, NZ open, um, two weeks ago. So, yeah, he had the, he had the look on his face like, it was one that might have just got away just real close. Um, and he's so close. He's playing, yeah, I think the order of merit sums it up well. Park Brendan Jones, I think. Mick has been clearly the best this year, but Tommy's, if not the second best, the third, easily the third um, of the of the tour this year, comfortably. Yeah. Look, it was a great event. Uh, there was quite a few people up there and about there. The weather was great. Uh, it was a little bit windy on a couple of days, but the course was good. Um, 
yeah, it was it was it was great to see all of these players up there doing it and um, to meet, get the opportunity to meet them. Uh, congrats to James Grierson too, by the way. He took over from I left on the Thursday about lunchtime, handed over to one of the Play Today team members who's you know not a three hundred podcast season veteran and I'm not saying I did a good job because you know I didn't know half the players. I did. I was watching it. I watched uh I was sitting in the office with it online just sitting there and every now and then I'd plug in and listen to what you guys were talking about. I was trying. I got the instructions just to let everyone find out other things about golf. So I was trying to be a little bit sort of light light with the communicate the, the um commentary and but James Greason took over on the Saturday and the Sunday and yeah you know, he obviously knows them all. He's a outspoken young man, great looking young man and he did a fantastic job um just stepping up in front of the camera and uh hosting the mic. So well done to you, James Greason. What a fine mm. young man. Um, um what else? Oh um Blake Windred, that's what we've got coming up. So I've got half an hour's worth of chat with Blake Windred and essentially it's a play play a hole with Blake. Uh, no, Blake didn't have a great finish. Um, he didn't make the cut, but uh, that one wouldn't, wouldn't say I put the mo- we put the moz on him. No, definitely not. But uh, we played in the program together, and I mic'd Blake up and got the little um, portable camera out and uh, re-recorded our play on the last hole. I tried to sort of do that sort of whole PGA Tour thing, take me through the thoughts, uh, yep. what's going on here. I hit a couple of shots, and um, that was a pretty good chat, so we'll put that out in uh, the next that couple of days. Good. Another good, um, good young man on the European tour. DP, now, World, DP World Tour, sorry. Yes. Um, the only other event that I've got here that was on last week was the Live event. I know Blakey gets angry if we don't talk about Live, and so does Lotes, um, the two in the Discord channel that are very pro Live Golf. Um, are you go- I've got a question, sorry, before you go on. Are you going to start up a uh, – if you want to join the Discord, you can, and you will see the – this sometimes you know, can get a little bit uh, heated by play between the livers and what the livers have called the other people, uh, the non-livers, the anti-livers. Are you going to start up? And if you don't know how Discord works, it's like a channel for each of the different chat groups. So you, if you want yeah. to talk about PGA Tour, you can go and talk about PGA Tour. If you want to talk about Australian golf, there's Australian golf. Women's golf, there's women's golf, etc., etc. There's a live golf one. My question is, Mike, are you going to have to start up a anti-live golf chat? No. No? Not anti-live. We're not. We just... It sounds like... It sounds like... I've, it sounds no, like, it doesn't. It does. No, it doesn't. It does. It doesn't. You've, <laughs> you're looking at it the wrong way. I don't think anyone's anti-live. Oh, sorry. Rocket is. But I don't think... I'm not anti-live. I just think that... I'll just give my honest opinion. And I don't think it's anti-live, but don't... Don't keep telling me how good it is if it's not if I don't think it's that good. I'll tell you I don't think it's that good. Um, no, but live good luck to them. People want to get involved and love it. I've, I've no problem with it. But a lot of people are going to go to Adelaide and watch it. Um, I'm not, not because I, not because I hate live. Just because I just got better things to do. Um, so Danny Lee won last week. Um, I, I won't lie to you. I did not watch one minute. Um, I did see the highlight. It was a I think a second or a third playoff hole. He hit a putt from off the green to, I think, make birdie on the, th- we'll call it the third playoff hole uh, to get the win. Fair to say Danny would be lying if he didn't think he didn't hit the putt that well from off the green. It looked like it was going to go about 10 feet past and it hit the stick and drop. So good luck to him. My favorite quote of the week was definitely, um, was actually a fellow golf gambler tweeted it. 
and said, uh, this is what it's like being um, a golf gambler. And it was Danny's quote. It was like, I haven't won. I haven't won since 2014. And I just began to think that maybe winning's not for me. As it could be Danny Lee talking. It could be anyone who ever bets on golf. Um, either or. But it was, um, yeah, I think Danny was, Danny said that he, post the round, that he was probably just concentrating more on what the team was doing. Hadn't really even looked at the individual leaderboard. Maybe that's why he finally got the chocolates after a, a bit of a drought. And a lot of the players have talked about enjoying the team format, giving them something else to play for. So, yeah. No, I think that, I mean, that, yeah. But that part of it is clearly what they're trying to make better. Like I said, even on the Live website, when you log in to check the leaderboard, the first leaderboard that comes up is teams, whether you want it or not. And then you've got to flick a different channel to get to the players. Um, yeah, a bit of news. Only other news this week with Live was around the stuff we've been talking about in Discord. And that was, has been commentary this week that the moving forward, the prize money will be skewed a little bit heavier to teams rather than individual performance. So um, there are some players that will either be probably happy about that or not happy about that, or some probably won't care. But um, if you're a Cam Smith or a Dustin Johnson that's a captain, you're not going to be fast because if the money that's going to the teams is um, indexing higher and you're an owner of the team being a captain, then you're going to get money back in your pocket either way on how your team performs. So if there's more money going to that, that can't be a bad thing for you. Um, but yeah, it, it will be interesting to see how it plays out the next um, probably 12 months. I expect the I expect the Adelaide event to be very big though. I expect the, I, I honestly expect the Adelaide event to be the jewel in the crown this year for Liv. I hope so. Comfortably. I ha- absolutely hope so because it, it's, you know, whatever we can do to oh, – no, I don't want to sound wrong, but, you know, every day – oh, not every day, but every week I get a question about you know, Australian golf and why why not more golf here, why not more golfers, better golf, all that sort of stuff. And, you know. And what do you say? Well, I say, I say the PGA Tour wraparound season uh, killed the desire for. Um, all right. So there's no wraparound season next year. So the Aussie Tour will be booming next year, you reckon? Well, I don't know the full construct of the tour. I'm just saying that what's happened to now is that, you know, when the PGA Tour wraparound season and the, and the, fringe Australian golfers or the Australian golfers that were based overseas didn't want to come home. And then when we lost the DP World Tour co-sanctioning for Vic Open, for example, and and the other parts that went with that, um, it just lost a bit of steam. You ready for me to play devil's advocate? And then, yeah, but someone like Mika had to, you know, it's like someone who won three times, someone told me today, someone, he's the first person to win three times on the Australian Tour. Uh, if he had won three times on the Australian Tour previously, with the current structure, with the previous structure of events, his world ranking would have been almost like inside the top 100 or something like that. And right now he's like 200 and yeah, 400, 480 or something like that. Isn't that's because the stat, the stat, this quality, the quality of the fields have been drained because because of the lack of what, quality what, of field. Three. No, that that, that oh, whoever's gave me that stat, I'd love to see the data because I, I can't believe that. If you won, if you won. The New South Wales Open, unless he won the three Opens, if he wins the TPS, which I think he won TPS, Melbourne or Vic, WA Open, WA PGA, yeah, those you win those those if you win that that and the New South Wales Open, absolutely zero percent chance you would have had enough. Well, sorry, I don't know, but I find it extremely hard to believe that you get into the top one hundred. 
in the official goal world goal rankings. I, I, I retracted my top 100. I think it was not as high as top 100, but it's certainly a lot higher than where his current OWGR is right now. Yeah, of course. But that's because they changed the whole way they do points. Well, that too. Yeah. But the same, yeah. The same way that the person that won the Century Tournament of Champions this year didn't get as many points as Cam Smith got last year for winning it. It's it's all been changed. Still, PJ Tour took the, <laughs> the wraparound season and killed the Australian. Tell you what killed the Australian. Um, I'll tell you what killed it. What? We got to a point where people in Australia, or got good golfers in Australia, only want to play it for the best tour with it for the most money. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I was thinking about, I don't know, Corey McKernan won't listen to this. If anyone that does listen to this who doesn't know Corey McKernan is, he was tweeting the other day, he's an ex-AFL, Australian Rules football player. Very, very, very good golfer. Um, He was talking about Liv the other day and, again, talking a bit about how the wraparound season killed the Aussie tour. And I was trying to think of an analogy that would work. I nearly tweeted him back, but I thought it wasn't quite doesn't quite fit. But no one gets upset at an Australian rules player or an EPL player. We'll do an EPL player. Do you reckon anyone walks up to Wayne Rooney and gets a shits at him because he went and played for Manchester United rather than staying at his local team? Well, no, because he went. He wants to play against the best, and he's getting paid a truckload of money to do it. And his local team is not doing that for him. And that's effectively, in a very basic way, almost what happens here. Like we didn't have, we had a we had a great tour, we really did, but with no money and no structure that's anything like what the rest of the world could offer, people left. But I don't know why we get angry at the PGA Tour for for having a better product. I just that that for me doesn't compute. No, you know what I mean, I'm not angry. I just no, people, not you. People, I mean, people, I mean you. But people left. Yeah, exactly. People left, and I know, you know, do you get angry at them for doing that? No, like, not not you. I'm talking about the. The peanuts that I have to listen on Twitter every every other day, talking about the the evil PGA Tour or that I don't know I don't get it. If the Live Tour now is so good, yet they're doing the exact same thing, they are literally getting people to come play in their world for more money. Mm. So Cam Smith will go and play there. Yes, at the moment it works for us because there's an event here. But if in the future they decide they're not going to have an event here, are they going to be the devil as well? I don't know. I can't. Know. I can't wait to see it. Uh, um, you know, I'll see. I, I just want to see the event and see how it runs and and see the people and see the reaction of people. Um, oh, I I'm think sure, it's going to be mental. I'm sure the golf will be will be fine. Um, the golf will be look as much as I make fun of as Mike scrolls down the page to pick a name like uh, Richard Bland. Forgot that he went to live. Um, I can't even pronounce that bloke's name. Um, Chase Kepka, right? Chase Kepka is not a PGA Tour level player. He's not shouldn't be playing in Live. He's not that level, but he's still a really good golfer, right? So watching him play golf will still be good to watch because, you know, he could probably be churning around on a Australasian Tour comfortably if he really wanted to. But he's getting paid millions to do what he's doing now. So. Yes, there are still very good golfers there. The the spectacle of it would be very good and very different, and I think the people going know what they're expecting, and I think they're going to deliver on it. There's a party hole. Um, there's some characters there. Harold Varner, Bryson will play up a little bit. 
that'll be, you know, if you know what you're going to get and you want, that's what you want, you're going to get it. Definitely. You know what? There was a party hole, the 16th hole at, uh, at Rich River Country Club. And there was some, there was nah, some, you, you there, was some party, right. there was some party animals there too. <laughs> let me tell you, no, you can't uh, be. That can't be true. I heard last week that Liv was having the first party hole ever in Australia. Even though I'm pretty sure I saw one at the PGA in Queensland as well, as every other most every other tournament I've been to in Australia in the last five years. Ah, uh, no, well, there's one definitely at Rich River. They had the stand, the elevated stand over the 16th with the water on the bailout on the left. It was a great par three, and um, and then the. And the Rich River Faithful out there. Yeah, wow. Maybe it wasn't an uns, uns, uns crowd. It was a it was a different type of crowd. But um, yeah, they had a party hall. Uh, speaking of parties, do we have to draw? Do we have to draw something? Oh, here we do. Sorry, I didn't know where that was going. I thought we had a party to go. I thought you were going. You know what I thought you were going to do? I thought it was a perfect segue into the the Masters Champions dinner party. Oh um, yes, uh, speaking of we'll parties, talk about, no, no, we'll talk, we'll talk about that in a minute. We will give we'll, let's give away the prize. Let's give away the prize. Okay. So, we're giving away the prize. Uh sorry, yep. it's uh we didn't do it last week because we didn't have uh because I was away. I was away up at Rich River. Uh we remember we've got the uh, the backpack uh, very well subscribed and participated in a uh, little promotion. Uh, thanks for the, everyone that joined and, and sent me the message saying I want it and I said we haven't drawn it yet. Someone sent me a message saying I just, I'll send you my address now. I said, well, we haven't drawn it yet, mate. He said, but well, I'm just trying to positively, you know, influence you guys over there to draw it because I really want it. Um, well, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll spin the wheel. I'm going to take a video of you and then I'll put it up okay. so people know that we're not, um, we're not playing funny buggers. So you stand there and look pretty, okay? And I'm going to press spin on the wheel. The wheel is spinning, still spinning. It is slowing. It is going to be. Uh, oh, that's <laughs> Tish. Tish82, who's been in the tips, and I keep saying he's from South Australia, but he's not. Boom, he's Tish. From, boom, Tish. I was really going to say someone else's name, and I thought it was in there. But when you see the video, you'll see why I thought that, because it's very close to someone else's name. So that person, very unlucky. Um, Tish, so well done. I don't. Um, Tish is in Melbourne. You said you have corrected me on that. I think is that he right? is. I think he well, he, he corrected us. Um, he said okay. I'm not in South oh, Australia. Uh, I'm in. Sorry. I'm in Victoria. Uh, well done, Tish. Um, you well c- you Tish. couldn't hear the che- the cheers then. You c- you can't hear any of that music that comes through. Can't hear it. No. Yeah. Well, I wonder why. I'm just. Maybe I'm just. I'm just so used to hearing people cheering for me. It just drowns out. I just can't hear it. Let me play. Let me play the cheers again. Okay. It'll be there. It'll be in the. It'll be in the track because same thing happens with the music. Okay. There you go. Oh, very good. So about Antish. Ah, speaking um, of parties, we've got a party to get to, and that's the Masters dinner party. Oh. What, are, what are we? What are we eating? By well, the way, by the way, Rich River Country Golf Club. Um, I had the lamb at the uh, alternate drop champions dinner, which was yeah. very well pa- um, patronised by the uh, former champions. We might have talked about it last week. Did I mention that the uh, Rich River Country Club? If you're going up there into New South Wales. Um, if you order the meat, the meat is butchered on site. They have their own butcher. That's they don't, good. They don't have, they don't buy it in. They butcher it Not there. Not messing it's, around. No, I thought that was phenomenal. That is very good. That's very very if rare. You're, if you're a meat eater, if you're a vegetarian, like what I did there. You like what I did there. It's very rare. What's not very rare? Boom. Sorry, boom tish. Um, <laughs> if you're a vegetarian, they probably got a vegetarian, uh, a vegetable guard out the back back too. But um, yeah, they butchered their own meat. Okay. Lamb, lamb was fantastic. Blushing was it? Blushing pink was it? Beautiful. 
Cooked yeah, to perfection. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah, lamb's good. Lamb is very good. Um, there's no lamb on Scotty Scheffler's master's menu, but I will run through it. And while I'm running through it, you need to think about what you'd have on yours. Mm-hmm. Don't say haggis. Why not? Um, you can haggis. Uh, cheeseburger sliders. Firecracker shrimp. Sweet Thai chili sauce. Sriracha mayo. That sounds okay. Uh, tortilla soup, as I thought was interesting. Avocado crispy blue tortilla strips. Sour cream cilantro for everyone else at home is... Do you know what that is? Sour cream cilantro. No, do you know what cilantro is? No. Coriander. That's what Americans call coriander. Cilantro. Uh, lime uh, is what's in this. That's a very interesting soup. Uh, main course, it's stock standard Texan. Texas ribeye steak or blackened redfish. Family style mac and cheese, jalapeno, creamed corn, fried Brussels sprouts with seasoned fries. That sounds awesome. And... The last one, I think you'd be a fan of this. I'm, I'm 99% sure this is you. It's definitely me. Warm chocolate chip skillet cookie with milk and cookies ice cream. Yeah. Would you eat that? Yeah. yeah, yeah like I'd, eat the, I'd eat the sweet stuff. I'd eat the mac and cheese. Like, like, look, what, what are they? What they have? The, do they go for the mac kids? Menu? It's like the kids menu. It's like half Have you kids. had mac and cheese? Have you had proper mac and cheese? Yeah. Oh, so good. Yeah. Maybe a little bit of truffle through it. Oh, that's the stuff. But All right. Like the steak's good, but the mac and cheese, like it's like a kid's menu. Yeah, sorry. It doesn't do it you for go. me. Doesn't what do have it you for got? Me. Uh, well, oh, okay. you, you only need three courses. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll run it down. Give me an entree main and a dessert. Oh, dear. Uh, I'm terrible with this sort of stuff. Um, can you go first and then give me another? Because you okay. clearly you've thought um, about it. No, I haven't really. I would have something Italian themed. Oh, really? Maybe, maybe some sort of, um, maybe some sort of pasta and pasta to start with, some sort of um, basic sort of um, gnocchi or something like that. I think people would like that. Uh, for main, I'd probably go steak to be honest as well. Something, something like that for the vegetarians. You get nothing. You get a plate, an empty plate. Um, and I do like the fried Brussels sprouts idea that that um, Scotty went with. For dessert, as much as I'm a, probably a chocolate person, I could go down the souffle route, but I'm going to go with a lemon meringue pie with some like vanilla ice cream. Mm, nice. Okay. Yeah. Stock standard, stuff that you're eating, middle of winter, summer bodies are made in winter, except if you're eating that sort of menu each night. Um, you, you had time to think. <laughs> I've just come up with that on the spot. How, so, how many, you, so can I have a starter? Yeah, of course you can. I, it's a... It's a square, a square sausage roll. A square sausage. No, I'll go. Roll. I'll go square sausage with a fried egg on the side. Uh, you know, top with a fried egg. Yeah. Um. So that's a well, what a delicacy. Square sausage. If you don't know what square sausage is, look that up. I've got um, a feeling we talk. You are, we've done this before. <laughs> so I reckon I've heard you talk about square sausages before. Maybe with Stuart Kerr. Stuart Kerr. Stuart Kerr is the only fellow I know that uh, um, has a has a. Uh, Sweet tooth for square sausage. Uh, yeah, right. Square sausage with a bit of uh, runny lawn, egg. Lawn sausage. Lawn sausage, yeah. That's the same same stuff. There uh, you go. It's fantastic. Uh, we'll get some. Next time we go to Barn Boogle, we'll get some. Uh, so that's the on. Is that the entree? Let's go to Barn Boogle. Let's go to Barn Boogle um, for Anzac Day. Hmm. Anzac it's, Day is on a Tuesday. You just got to take the Monday off. We'll shoot down on the Monday. It's a week after. Play golf all day. It's a week after live. No, oh, that sounds like your problem. Um, <laughs> yes, yeah, oh, uh, me and uh, me and Harold Varner will be down at down at um, Barney. Very much. Uh, well, well, for mains, um, 
Haggis needs some tatties. Have to go haggis needs some. Have you ne- have never never had haggis? No, I've had it. I don't mind it. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, that and that and I don't know. I don't think it's Scottish. Blood pudding, that sort of stuff. I don't mind that at all. Black pudding, black pudding, black black pudding and white sausage. Yeah, black black pudding is very very uh, Scottish, Northern English. Um, yeah, breakfast black pudding and and the different um, the Irish black pudding and the Irish sausages are different tastes to us to a Scottish black pudding and an yep. English black pudding. They're all sort of slightly different. Uh, white sausage is also white pudding is um when you go to fish and chip shops over there you get a, a white pudding or a black pudding supper. Uh okay. So you yeah, you can have fish and chips of course, but if you want a black pudding supper you get a big chunk of fried black pudding and some chips. Well, yeah, a, right. you know what a burger supper is over there? Which caught me out when I first met my wife. No. I said I was just I was sort of jet lag food. Uh so yeah, I'll have the burger supper, please mate. Thinking I'm getting a hamburger and yep. chips. Yeah. No. You get the meat from the hamburger, yeah, fried, slapped on, slapped on a order of chips, brown sauce all over the top. There you go, pal. Burger supper, HP sauce. Yeah, oh, nice. standard. Um, haggis needs some t- tatties, uh, and then a standard, pretty much standard dessert over there is banoffee pie. Uh, you got to have oh, banoffee pies. That's good uh, stuff. You want have your pudding? No, it's not called dessert. It's called pudding. Pudding. And um, what would you be serving to drink? Well. <laughs> For me, boring. No, that's the thing. So, what I mean, you can have a do whatever you like. Uh, well, Mike, I would go with an Australian Hunter Valley Shiraz. Yeah, that's not a bad idea either. Um, just to take the roof off your, your mouth with a bit of tan and acid. Yes. Um, that'd be the red, uh, a nice Hunter Shiraz. Uh, and then I'd also, I'd have all Hunter wines because um, that's yep. that's my roots. No, that's good. I like that. Hunter Semion. I'd have a Vat 1 Tyrol Semion. I'd have a uh, Vat 9 Hunter uh, Tyrol Shiraz. Uh, I might have a little um, Sauternes or maybe a bit of uh, port uh, as the, des- the dessert wine. Um, yeah, there you go. And just a wee, yeah. dram, a wee dram of Macallans. I'd, I'd get them to pull out the expensive stuff. I think Macallans is the expensive stuff, yep. not that I've drunk it. Or maybe I, I reckon um, I reckon Adam Scott had Grange served at his. He had, I know he had Morton Bay Bugs. I reckon he had Grange served as well. Naturally. Um, yeah, I think I'd start the night with a few um, gin and tonics. Um, definitely a lot of red wine. I don't know where to be from, though. I've got a few nice um, from out at Heathcote that I don't mind. Um, drove through Heathcote there'd be Negronis served somewhere as well drove probably just drink Negronis or not Heathcote I I hadn't really been through Heathcote before but I drove through there and I used to drink when I did drink um, some Heathcote Shiraz uh, Tyrrell's Tyrrell's had a a vineyard at Heathcote uh, called Rufus Stone oh I think I had a bottle I think I had a few bottles of that yeah very fruity and uh, high alcohol content and blow your your brains out if you drank too much of it Mm. Um, but I got the sort of sense of why you know, you see the terrain, you see the soil up there, it's like chocolate yeah. brown. It must uh, the, be so good for growing grapes in. I remember a friend of mine worked for Dan Murphy's and he, uh, in the wine area, and I said to him, uh, we're going up to Heathcote, give me a couple of wineries to go to. He said, these are the ones you want to go to. Um, two of them don't have a cellar door, so you're going to have to call ahead and if they let you in, they'll let you in. Um, and one of them was a place called Whistling Eagle. I, I nearly whistled there when I said that. Um so I called them, called them up and they go, yeah, yeah, we can see you. Come past, uh, you know, Saturday morning. I said, we're going to go come before lunch. Just, is that okay? And they're like, that's fine. Come up about 10.30. So we pull up there and it's the farm. And uh, this bloke walks out in his overalls. I thought, okay, this bloke must be the, the, the guy, the vineyard owner. 
He's like, come in. And we walk into this shed and he dust, literally dusts off a table in the middle of the shed, covered in dust. Um, and he just starts cracking bottles of red. And he's telling us how dusty he is because he's been drinking Vic, the whole VB beer the whole day before at a cricket function. And he was absolutely had a, way too much to drink. And he just started cracking open bottles of red. And it was exceptional red. And I couldn't not buy some. And they were 50 bucks a bottle, 60 bucks a bottle. It was beautiful, beautiful wines. Um, and every year now we still buy a few and take them back. It was honestly one of the best experiences ever. So if yeah, anyone's out in um, in Heathcote, uh, Whistling Eagle. Uh, nice. I think they actually do have a cellar door now. That was, that was about 10, 10 years ago that I did that. Um, but yeah, highly recommend their Eagle's Blood Shiraz. And when you talk about the soil out there, that that is that is made for it. Uh, Mike, what are we doing tomorrow? Are you allowed to say? You allowed I to guess say? we can talk about it now. Yeah, are you, because... are you allowed to say? Are you, are you taking a day is it annual leave for you, or are you? No, no, I got a day off. Yeah. Okay, great. Yeah. Um, we're what? playing golf. Yeah. Okay. Cool. At a yeah. um, future uh, Presidents Cup venue site. Australian Open, Presidents Cup, Australian Women's Open, Presidents Cup, um, and, and and if anyone was watching, if this was on video, which we don't live, on the video, live, at the live golf, there'll be a live golf as well. Oh, there'll be a live event there for yeah. sure. Um, if anyone was watching this on the video, my T-shirt that I'm wearing would give you a hint as to who we're playing with. Um, well, it wouldn't because this is his brother on the T-shirt. Um, but yeah, we're playing with Tron tomorrow. Tron. Carter on, NLU from, from yeah, Uh Golf podcast royalty. Um, yeah, very much so. Yeah, no, it's good to be a good day. I hope. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it immensely. Looking forward to um, from listening to Tron talk for a long, long time. Uh, I'm looking forward to getting his views cleaned right up on Australian red wine because I don't think he's a fan. He's a very, very um, learned person when it comes to wines. I'm looking forward to making sure that he knows that we actually do make some good wine, which I don't think he believes. Um, yeah, it'd be good to just have a chat. Okay. So anything, you know, you're the number one uh, No Laying Up fan fan man of uh, this podcast team. I am a sporadic listener. Anything I need to be aware of, anything, any inside jokes, anything that I need to know about. <laughs> There's about 10 million inside jokes. Right. Um, I feel like I'm going to be no, out I'm of just, I'm, just a, I'm just a peanut fan of the show, so yeah. Um, no, no, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I was trying to think about it the other night how long I've been listening to it. And I know, I don't remember how long it's been listening, but Solly, the host, he was living in Amsterdam when I was listening. So that was a very long time ago because he hasn't lived there for a long time. How do these guys all know each other? Uh, I think it was through college. Right. Uh, Randy, Tron, and, um, Solly, all from, uh, all from college. And then it's extrapolated out from there. So, um, yeah. Icarito, who's on my shirt, T-shirt I'm wearing, the strap T-shirt. So is that Neil? Um, that's Neil. Neil, Tron's brother, yeah. Baby Neil. Baby. So, um, yeah, no, it'd be good. It'd be really, really good, um, really good to catch up and just, uh, one, I think it'd be good to pick their brain about how to make good podcasts because we don't, um, but we try. Um, any tips and hints, um, but also, yeah, just have a chat about life. That may be interesting to hear their story and his story and, um, some of the great places he's played and some of the you know, great stories I'm sure he's got to share. Did Tron go to Scotland last year? Was that him that took the group to Scotland? Um, was that Neil? Good question. Good question. I can't remember. They would. They did a trip to Scotland not long ago, definitely. Yeah, they, they, were, they went there before the Open. It was before the Open and uh, they were up there. 
Um, yep. And they were locking the jigger in, watching something that was on at the time. Yep. Am I going to be embarrassed? Am I going to embarrass myself if I turn up with an electric buggy? Like, cause I'm not sure that I'm uh, like, you know, I'd, like, I would be willing to bet he'll be either carrying or pushing. He definitely won't be in a cart or pushing. He won't have an electric buggy. Yeah, well, no, well, not but, the fact that he wouldn't even hire one. No, but me. Yeah, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna take an electric trolley. Oh, that's all right. Sure, you can do it. You're the host. You can do whatever you like. Yeah, I know, but you know, I don't want to embarrass myself. If I've got to turn up with the one strap, you know, be the one strap warrior. I'll be the one strap warrior. <laughs> I don't want. No. I don't want to go home no. and go, hey, we played with these guys, and the only guy that turned up with an electric trolley was the <laughs> old boy from this mile of golf podcast, and be no. the whipping boy for an episode. That was that. No, that, well, you got that, you guys have got back to back rounds. So by the time I get there, you'll have settled right in. They'll have. If there's any questions about the buggy, you can switch it at the hunt. <laughs> so he likes the red wine. Okay, well, I remember that. Loves red wine. Yeah, we can talk about that too, about Hunter. Oh, yeah. Um, no, no. Um, I think it's just been a very, very, um, I don't know if it was a secret. He's on holiday, so I'm guessing he's just doing his own thing. But um, even I noticed on the the No Laying Up chat group, they were chatting today on the Aussie part of it, that people were like, oh, what's it? Kingston Heath. Because they obviously played Kingston Heath yesterday, I think. Uh, Monday. So I think it was Monday, Monday. not yesterday, the day before, yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, good, great to have people of that ilk, or anyone really, doesn't matter who you are, it's great to have people seeing this part of the world as a destination for golf. <laughs> it's really, really good. We are very lucky. Very good. Well, uh, we forecast that we tipped it. If we put money on ourselves going for more than an hour, we, we would be odds-on unbackable favourites, and we've delivered again, Mike. Um, some good, some... <laughs> Some just us chatting. Some people like you and I just chatting and uh, yeah. feeling like they're in a bar listening to two blokes just catch up and chat. Some people uh, just turn it off. Yeah, can't listen <laughs> pretty to much. peanuts anymore. Yeah. Uh, thanks. Um, Mike, we've covered everything. Is that right? Were you done? All silent? No more be bets. Ca- be, be careful if you might buy something on, on a losing bet bid here. Okay. Thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, we'll see you next week and uh, we'll see you in more about our meeting with uh, Tron Carter from Not Laying Up. And um, in the meantime, I will post at this, some stage this week uh, – Blake Windred and I are playing a hole of golf together. Uh, that's quite interesting, a lot of fun. 30 minutes, and I might actually make a video out of that. Um, go and talk, uh, go and have a check out uh, my post round. It's just shot seven under with Tom Power Horn on the YouTube and also the podcast. Uh, and thanks for listening. Keep listening. Mike, you were going to say something in closing there? Don't forget to put your tips oh, into yes, yes. events, and that's a day early, and get in your entries to the bracket challenge. Okay, we'll see you next week.